Aloha, welcome to Abe's Ukulele Podcast. I'm Abe. This podcast is for ukulele players looking to improve. Today's guest is Jake Shimabukuro, a prolific ukulele virtuoso and composer. I caught up with him recently at a show in Hartford, Connecticut, and we talked about his new album, songwriting, practice, and a bunch of other stuff. First, I'd like to take a moment to tell you that this podcast is made possible in part by listeners like you. And if you would like to help me make it a reality, please consider chipping in a few bucks a month. It takes less than 30 seconds to sign up. Now, I believe Jake needs no introduction, so here we go. This happens every time, right? I don't know what to start with. <laughs> All right, so I'm, uh, I'm here in the Infinity Hall in Hartford, Connecticut, and I'm sitting here at here with one of the greatest fans of the ukulele, Jake Shimabukuro. Aloha. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Great to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Thanks for sitting down with me again. Um, congratulations on your newest album. It just came out a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that been going? The tour and the, the album, how's it been? Yeah, no, it's been great. You know, we've been um, just touring the, the, the songs, the new songs, and... Um, and yeah, it's been challenging, you know, trying to recreate, you know, what we did in the studio, but trying to do it live. And mm-hmm. so it's been fun, you know, just working up different parts and trying to figure out how to make it work um, mm-hmm. live on stage. And uh, it's been fun. They're, they're evolving a lot, which I which I love. And uh, it's been really challenging us to, to do more than we normally would, you know, with our instruments. Mm. Awesome. So um, how many songs is it on the album? Uh, I think there is... 12, right? Oh, okay. 12 songs, yeah. <laughs> there is a song called 12, but um, I was wondering, I read somewhere that you kind of just went into the studio and just jammed, and then you figured out what happened. Did it really happen? I mean, it's kind of like a magical musician thing where you just shut yourself in the studio and then you come out with this amazing project. It, what, what was it like recording this and putting it together? Yeah, it was very similar to that. You know, we rented out the studio for eight consecutive days mm. and we just went in there and a lot of times we were in like the, the first day we went in and we just kind of got sounds and we mm-hmm. just would kind of jam and and uh, and after the first day we, we um, you know, we would go back and hang out and just play our instruments, play together, and then we would write something. And the mm-hmm. next day we'd go in and we'd record it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then we'd mess around in the studio and try to come up with something else. Mm-hmm. And then later on that night we'd record that and go back home. And uh, we were all staying at my manager's house. And uh, and then we would just mess around, you know, again and write something and mm-hmm. go in the next day. So that was kind of the process. And it was nice because we recorded the whole album in Nashville. And what was nice is... We could just we we could just stay in that creative mm-hmm. that creative mode, you know, like the entire time because we're we're away from our family, away from mm-hmm. home, and you know, so it's nice we could just just be really intense and and stay in that in that uh, creative process, you know, for for eight consecutive days, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is uh, not you don't always have that opportunity, yeah. you know. So yeah, we're very very. Um, we're blessed. Of course, you know, we always miss our family and all mm-hmm. that. But if you were, but if we were recording, um, say if I were in Hawaii and recording the album, you know, you'd be in the creative mode and then you leave the studio and then you're back in daddy mode mm-hmm. and, you know, and you're just doing your normal thing and you come out of it. Then when you go back to the studio the next day, it takes a while to kind of get back into yeah. that, 
that um, that space again. So when you're um, when you can just never have to leave that space, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's really cool. The things that come out of it. That's really awesome. Yeah. Do you find like it's uh, it's really really difficult to switch? Because I know exactly the feeling you're talking about, where it's like I'm working on something creatively. It could be writing. It could be um, you know just typing something up, and then. I get into this zone of like everything just sounds better that I make. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just working. Mm-hmm. And then I need to go do something. And yeah. then suddenly it's like, oh, this song, it's never going to be finished or whatever. Yeah. Do you find like it has, uh, you have trouble switching like that? Um, well, the, I, I don't have trouble switching. Um, no, well, I, I, I should say I, I don't have trouble switching out of the creative mode. Mm-hmm. I can snap out of it. Yeah. You know, it's sometimes it's like, oh, it's kind of frustrating because you're like, oh, man, I want to mm-hmm. work on it some more because something's really brewing, you know. But um, but yeah, but it's hard because sometimes you switch out of it and then you go do whatever you need to do. And then you try to come back to it. Mm-hmm. And you lost it. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, where was I going with it? You know, it's like, yeah. oh. And uh, <laughs> so that's the frustrating part sometimes. But you know, it's easy for me to switch out of it, but then to get back into it takes a little bit of time. Mm. Yeah, capturing the the inspiration when it hits. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I got this notebook. Is um, I had something else, and sometimes I'll use my notes app on my phone. But mm-hmm. I feel like I just need something. Uh, if it's really it. good yeah. in my head, some idea, and it's like I just uh, I might look at it later and be like, "What was that?" But yeah. you know, that's awesome. So short of going to a studio in Nashville what would you say would be something that works for you like if you were on a time crunch or you really have to get something done what's something that you do to help yourself get back into that mode for me it's um, just late at night you know Mm. if I um, if I really need to write something or figure something out I just uh, yeah I'll just pull an all-nighter You know, I'll suffer the next day, but, you know, but I find that I'm most creative um, after midnight. Mm. A lot of the songs that I, that a lot of the, the tunes, you know, for this new record um, were all written after midnight, Wow. you know, so <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. Like I've tried writing in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've read how um, writers are like morning the pages. first thing they get up at five yeah. o'clock in the morning, they do their <laughs> run and then they sit down and they write, mm-hmm. you know, with their coffee. And I've tried doing that, but I, I can't, I find that I'm really, I'm a lot more productive if I do like, um, like, uh, like writing out bills or taking care <laughs> of, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, those kinds of things, yeah. you know, of just organizing things. But then when it comes to just the more creative stuff, yeah, late at night for me is, is always better. Mm, awesome. I, I'm the same way. It's like, I need to go to bed, but I got this thing. It's like, what do I do? Do I sleep or do I just keep going? Uh, yeah. Actually, a lot of my um, podcast editing time is like that too. It's mm-hmm. like, I try during the day when I have free time and it just doesn't work. And then it's like, you know, midnight. It's like, oh man, I'm on a groove. Yeah. Man. Oh. So uh, on this album, would you say you have a favorite song to play? Uh, probably 12. Oh, okay. Yeah, 12 has become uh, just a, just such, it's so intense, mm-hmm. you know, and there's so much going on from beginning to end yeah. that it's just kind of, it's one of those tunes where, you know, you j- it just keeps you on your toes the mm-hmm. entire song. And um, and so it's it's fun to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you explain the, uh, the mathematical idea behind it? Oh, yeah. Well, the concept was just kind of, uh, you know, it's the, the idea of set theory and it's a, uh, 
um, it's the 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 visual is like of a clock. Okay. And so if you if you think of a clock and then you assign um, a pitch, you know, to each hour. Mm -hmm. So what we did was uh, twelve o'clock. We assigned C. Mm -hmm. You know the the pitch C, and every hour as it goes up goes up a half step. So okay. you have twelve different tones, right? So, mm -hmm. so twelve would be C. One one o'clock would be C sharp. Two o'clock okay. would be D. Then D sharp E all the way up to you get to G G sharp A A sharp B, and then back to mm -hmm. C, um, back to twelve o'clock. And so the idea was to have one m melodic line going counterclockwise, and the other going mm -hmm. uh, counterclockwise, and both of them happening at the same time until they meet back up at the mm -hmm. at twelve o'clock. So yeah, so that was kind of the idea for the for the melody. That's awesome. There. So that's you and Dave playing in a circle. Uh, no, so I'm actually playing. Yeah, the the circle. Okay. And uh, Dave playing both parts. Yeah, <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And Dave uh, Dave's um, harmony that he came up with was really neat because he he did this thing where he took whatever whatever um, key center or whatever, uh, you know, chord center uh, we, we were at in that particular part of the, t of the tune, he would just go the opposite of, mm. of whatever that note was. So like, say if, uh, say if it were like, um, so like 12, so 12 o'clock, which would be C, mm -hmm. right? If you go the opposite, if you go all the way across the yeah. clock, that's six o'clock, mm -hmm. which would be F sharp or G flat. You know, so if we were at, you, you know, so it was just, just really what, 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 whatever it was. <laughs> so if we were at three, he would look at nine. You yeah. know? If we were at two, he would look at eight. So okay. it, was, it was just just kind of a really, no, if it, wait, three would be nine. Yeah, two would two be, would be eight. Uh, yeah, two would be eight. Yeah. I need a clock to see. So, yeah. <laughs> I have a digital clock. So, so we had, know. we had this, uh, we had this drawing, this diagram mm -hmm. of the clock, you know, and then we were just kind of, and it was just very conceptual, you mm -hmm. know, it was just like, oh, well, let's do this and do this and let's see what that sounds like together. Yeah. We're like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. So that was not, would you say that was not necessarily like an uh, inspiration driven uh, creation in that um, it sounds very methodical. Where like you you had this idea that was good, and then you just kind of uh, almost like you're a mathematician. You just worked it out. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Whereas it was, it some was, ideas they just kind of come out. Yeah, it's you. just very structured, very symmetrical. Yeah. You know, there's a part in the song too where we take, you know, these little um, these these little intervals and um, and we just kind of displace them forward and backwards and just mm -hmm. around the fretboard and so yeah so it was it was, it was neat it was a really cool idea and That's i awesome. think um i i do love the way it came together and mm -hmm. it's so much fun to play live you know mm. i think it just it's just so it's it's a very unsettling song mm -hmm. and uh and i think that's kind of the the point of the tune right yeah. is that it's always moving somewhere it's mm -hmm. always it's like a like time, you know, time just keeps yeah. moving and it doesn't stop. So, so is this, because um, you just said time, is this, was there at all an inspiration uh, from Pink Floyd for this song? Oh, that's a good point. You know, we never thought of it, but this whole album was uh, was heavily, I think, uh, you know, that whole Pink Floyd vibe mm -hmm. is, um, is definitely um, uh, apparent on this, on yeah. this record. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, would you say there is a a song that is the toughest to play for you on this album? Um, gosh, yeah. Well, twelve twelve is is pretty is pretty challenging because there's a couple parts where the stretch. You know, I mean, you have to mm -hmm. stretch 
it's a pretty uh, intense stretch. Um, it's actually the song is actually easier to play faster than it is slower because mm-hmm. because the, then you don't have to sh- stretch oh, yeah. your finger as long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just for a split second. You just second. gotta touch it and come back, <laughs> right? So, um, but yeah, but that's that's always a, a challenging one. You know, there's little little tricky parts to that one. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, every every song has its own challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, "Wish You Were Here" is, uh, you know, that's um, that one's such a challenging tune to just really mm. capture the the vibe and the essence of that. You know, it's so naked, yeah. especially when we play it live. Just the three of us, just the guitar, the bass, and the ukulele. Mm-hmm. You know, so to try to capture the the vibe of that song, the feeling, and mm-hmm. you know, like when you're listening to the original or when you hear David Gilmour doing his thing, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's 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 that one is very challenging, but in a in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, so all all the songs that that are on the record are you know they have their own set of uh challenges yeah well i think you did a great job with that one um, oh thank you yeah what other instruments do you have on the album besides bass ook and guitar because i know i heard yeah. a um a lap steel at yeah, one there's point lap steel dave's mm-hmm. playing lap steel um that's about it i think there's like shaker on one of the mm-hmm. tunes and um that's about it. I mean, you, you know, well, there's acoustic guitar, right? Acoustic okay. and electric yeah, yeah. guitar mm-hmm. that Dave plays. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. You mentioned, I think, in a different interview that uh, Dave plays the swells. Is that mm-hmm. right? Or do you play any of the swells also? Uh, not as not so much on, on this album. I didn't use, uh, yeah, I used to always use that volume, the, mm-hmm. the uh, you know, that volume pedal. Yeah. You do all these little... <laughs> I guess like whale sounds and mm-hmm. you know I used to love love doing that and I think I, I overdid it on the last couple records but, <laughs> <laughs> but this one I, I yeah I kind of stayed away from that and um, and I let Dave do more of that stuff you know because you know one of the things I love about this record is with the absence of drums there's mm-hmm. no drum no drummer on this album and what that allowed us to do was um, allowed us to really showcase the just the subtle nuances you know of of the instruments, you know, mm-hmm. the, the electric guitar, the bass, and the ukulele. And I always tell people, man, it's like, you know, um, especially at the live shows, like, well, you know, when Dave comes out and they see this electric guitar, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, especially people who have never seen us play or mm-hmm. never seen Dave, they see electric guitar and they think, oh, no, it's going to be loud. <laughs> and then he'll come and he'll play this, the most beautiful, like, just this, it sounds like, an orchestra you know mm-hmm. and you're like where's that sound coming from mm-hmm. and it's it's coming from that guitar it's mm-hmm. like how is he doing that <laughs> and i just i just love the combination of of what dave does with his guitar and and the ukulele mm-hmm. you know because that's something that's unique to yeah. me and something that i've i've never i've never heard the ukulele in that context before mm-hmm. so it's a real joy you know for mm-hmm. me to play with him yeah well i think it's a an incredible combination that you guys put together. Oh, thank you. Um, speaking of songs on your album, um, I was really struck and surprised and happy about Landslide. Mm. Um, I was kind of staying away from like, I wanted to surprise myself when the album came out, so I didn't really know anything about it until it came out. And then I think I saw a video of you at Strathmore playing it, mm-hmm. and then I was like, wait, what's going on? This is incredible. <laughs> and then I saw it on the album, I was really happy. But, um, I was just wondering, how did that come about? Well, Dave, you know, Dave um, 
and his wife, they have a band called Deerling mm-hmm. together. And Dave's wife, Rachel James, is such a phenomenal singer. I mean, I've been a fan of hers ever since I've, I've heard her sing. And, mm-hmm. um, and so off and on, she would come out on the road and sing a couple songs with us and mm. just would just, you know, just, I mean, kill it, you know, every mm-hmm. night. So when we were working on this album, I, I told Dave, hey, do you think Rachel would want to come and sing a song? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh man, she would love to. So I was like, dude, that would be awesome. And we had mm-hmm. just saw the, we, we saw the, um, we went to the Fleetwood Mac concert. Okay. Awesome. They, they did their reunion concert mm-hmm. last year. And uh, it was just so inspiring, you know, mm-hmm. so we saw that. And Dave, Dave and Rachel, they do, uh, they kind of do this this like Fleetwood Mac tribute concert once a year mm-hmm. too as Deerling and um, so I was like man do you think she'd want to come up and sing Landslide mm-hmm. and he was like oh man you got to hear her sing that it's amazing <laughs> so I was like let's bring her in the studio mm-hmm. and um, yeah and then uh, I heard her sing that and it just like made me tear up and I was like oh my goodness you know mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite tracks on that record I, I can't listen to to that uh, you know hearing her sing and just Gosh, I, I get makes me makes me miss miss my family. <laughs> you know, we're all like, oh, mm. just missing uh, missing home, missing the mm. kids, and uh, yeah, she's she's amazing. So, yeah, it was really an honor to have her on the record. Mm. Yeah, good call. That oh, song man. is so beautiful. Yeah, oh. it is, and there's you know, and and now that I'm older too, just. Um, yeah, just the 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 lyrics and the meaning of that mm-hmm. of of that song. It's yeah. just uh, you know, it hits it hits you in a different different way. You know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, definitely. So you mentioned pedals earlier. Uh, I just wanted to touch upon it briefly because mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of time. But um, what pedals are you currently rocking on your board? Oh man, well one of my favorites. I mean, especially for the distortion stuff. You know, um, I'm using uh, that that Tube Dreamer. Okay. Um, it's based off, off of the Tube Screamer, but the Tube Dreamer, um, it's made by a company called Jam Pedals mm-hmm. in Greece, and mm. uh, they're they're just amazing, man. I love, I love the way they sound. You know, it just gives such a man. I mean, you can still, you can still tell it's an ukulele, you mm-hmm. know, which is really cool. And um, and I don't know. I think I think it's just they're they're just very musical. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I I was using it all over this new record, and mm-hmm. and some of the songs like uh, like the like the distorted ukulele solo, and there's a song called Lament mm-hmm. on the new record, and like that, the tone, you know, that that I was able to that that pedal was able to to give me, you know, was just so inspiring. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was phrasing things like I don't normally phrase them and mm-hmm. you know so it was just really neat um on there was an album called uh Nashville Sessions that I recorded a few years ago and there's an album uh, there's a song on there called Kilauea it's mm-hmm. the last song on the album and I was using um I was using a a, a different um distortion it was made by a futone and mm-hmm. it um there's like this mid-range thing on it that was just killer and you know and it's just amazing like you hear your instrument a certain way and it just makes you play completely different mm. you know you start phrasing things in a different way you have um you start hearing things in a different way and mm-hmm. so you know i i think that it's that it's important sometimes you know to um 
to try try different things that that mm-hmm. alter your tone, um, just to bring out the different player in you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you don't want to. I, I never want to overdo it. You know, but I always want to try to use it in a way that I that I feel is musical and um, and uh, you know and respectful. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. My my upgrade from a like a super cheap ukulele, I won't say the name, to a you know, what is it, three or four hundred dollar pono, that's the moment where I was like, Oh, oh yeah. my god, <laughs> I wanna play. This sounds amazing. That's awesome. All right. So uh last time we talked, uh, we spoke about I don't know if it was on the mic or not, but um how a lot of your practice time is actually during sound checks and that's when you will experiment with songs and change mm. them. So I was actually wondering with all this time on the road and all of your experience playing songs, I was wondering how do you learn new songs and how do you get them ready? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. No, we're always um you know, we always take a little extra time, you know, during sound checks to explore new ideas and mm-hmm. try different things and um and I just, uh, you know, because it's hard, it, it's hard to, to do that. We, you know, we can't really do that on when we're traveling on the bus and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. because everyone plays electric instruments. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> but um, so you know, obviously we could bring you know a small amp or something on mm-hmm. on the on the bus to practice. But yeah, but we usually do it during sound check. You know, it's nice when we're plugged into a. Uh, you know, just a full PA, full mm-hmm. range PA, and you know we're able to get the sounds that we want that inspire mm-hmm. us, right, to play. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, a lot of times, I mean, you know, playing the ukulele, I have the um, I have the opportunity to really practice and, and create almost anywhere, you know, because the mm-hmm. instrument's so tiny and it's acoustic and. You know, I can be sitting in the back of an Uber and, you know, working out mm. something. So, um, yeah, so I, I always have, you know, I, I'm, I'm fairly lucky. I always have time to work on stuff. And even when I'm back at home, even with my kids, you know, while, when my kids are in school, you know, I, I have time to work on new music, work on new arrangements, mm-hmm. you know, just um, work on my technique. And, you know, so mm. it's been it's been really nice to, to be able to have a good balance of... of of working on stuff, you know, creatively and then, but also, um, having that, that family time, you mm-hmm. know, which, which sometimes involves music, you know, because my two kids, you know, they, they love to play and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when they come home from school, we're like playing together <laughs> and jamming and awesome. having fun. Mm-hmm. Along the same lines of practicing and learning new songs, you have a really great stage presence. So oh, I was just wondering you. if you have any advice for beginners or anyone else um, that wants to improve their, you know, practice, picking up new songs or stage presence? Mm. I think the, I don't know, for me, I, I, I think the, the I, I just, I just like to go out there and have fun. Mm. You know, I think, you know, I, like sometimes like people will take a photo of, of me playing or like a video or something and I and I, I make the most ridiculous faces you know and I'm just like gosh you know that's 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 uh, horrific <laughs> is that me you know it's like wow but um, it's uh, but you know to me you gotta just you know not don't don't be concerned about what you look like or mm-hmm. you know just just have fun just play and um, you know you gotta I don't know. I, I I like, 
using my body to draw out sound from my mm. instrument. You know, I like, uh, I, I, I love that. I, I love just getting into it and, and playing with my whole body, mm -hmm. you know, um, using my body as like, as like, uh, you know, like being like the drummer with my body, you know, mm -hmm. and just kind of moving in a way so that I can, I can feel every, every, beat of the music you know every accent and mm -hmm. even if i'm not playing that accent i can feel it in my body somewhere mm -hmm. you know let it with it whether it's in my in my you know stomping of, of of my foot or you know or just like um you know just like kind of a shrug of the shoulder or something just mm -hmm. to just to feel um make it a very physical thing mm -hmm. you know so what, all, everything that i'm hearing becomes very very physical because i'm associating that sound or that that beat or that hit or that melodic line, you know, it's some kind of movement. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, that really, uh, I don't know. I think it just, it, it just, I don't know. It just connects puts, you to the music. Yeah, maybe, or yeah, I don't know. It just, uh, I just feel like I can put more into every mm -hmm. note and every strum that way, mm. you know, and, uh, and I think just giving that little extra, mm -hmm. you know, that little extra oomph to mm -hmm. whatever you're playing. Um, I think that energy translates, um, obviously sometimes, you know, the song doesn't call for that, you know, and, and I think it's just, it's just a matter of being, true to whatever the song calls for mm -hmm. you know sometimes the the song requires that stillness you know that 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 calmness and that um you know the 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 quiet right mm -hmm. and and uh and to me that's a very uh physical thing as well mm -hmm. you know just as as it, it takes just as much effort to move as it does to stay completely still, mm. you know, and that, that energy, you know, it's just, it's just directing that energy in a way that serves the music and serves mm. the performance. Mm. That's great. So let me try to summarize to play better, feel the music better, and then just do what helps you connect with it more. Would you say that's a, a fair summary. Yeah, you definitely got to feel it. You know, mm -hmm. you got to... I always tell people that, um, like, when you play a chord or a note, um, it doesn't happen when you pluck that string. Mm -hmm. You know, it happens before you pluck that string because you, mm -hmm. you feel it and you're creating that, that inside of you, mm -hmm. you know, just just uh, nanoseconds before you actually mm -hmm. produce it, right? And if you're not... If you don't feel it inside or you're not hearing it or you don't know what you're trying mm -hmm. to say, you know, it's just, it's not as impactful, I, I think, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know. So, like, that, that's why, like, when I, when I hear someone talk, you know, if they're real passionate about what they're talking about and they mm -hmm. have that emotion and they just, you know, the, the words just start coming out and it's, like, because it's coming from from a, an emotional yeah. place, you know, then, yeah, it's, like, so impactful because you're like, wow, man, yes, sign me up, you know, <laughs> oh, I want to support, let me volunteer, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, right? Um, versus if it's someone just reading a script or someone just kind of, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just really thinking about everything they're saying, yeah. you know, and being cautious of, of what mm -hmm. they're saying, and, you know, it's like, uh, 
yeah when you when you really when when you when you're playing something and if you just forget about like you know the what I'm gonna look like or what I'm gonna sound like and you just think about what you're gonna what what you're feeling and mm-hmm. this is what I'm feeling and it's just I'm just gonna let it come out mm-hmm. you know and just kind of do whatever you have to do to 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 express it mm-hmm. you know and sometimes like I'll be playing something and I just like get so excited and it's like I'm not I don't even know about hitting a chord or what but I just I'll just like you know hit the soundboard of my uke or something mm-hmm. you know or just like oh, and just like stomp my foot or something because mm-hmm. you know it's like I feel this thing that I need to express and sometimes that expression is not through the instrument mm-hmm. or sometimes it might be through a, like some kind of facial thing or just like yeah you know it's just like um yeah it's just something you're just expressing and i think when those kinds of things happen that's when um mm-hmm. that's when uh yeah people really feel it you know that's where they, the magic is yeah i think so have you ever smashed an ook no okay. i'll never do that <laughs> yeah i have this experience sometimes <laughs> where i'm 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 playing either a guitar or an ukulele something um i don't know if it happens while i'm singing ever but uh let me know if this ever happens to you you have your eyes closed just because you know you want to enjoy the music whatever it is makes you close your eyes and then when you're done you have to open your eyes and it's like you can't really see for a second does that ever happen mm, to you yeah 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 it's no like, I it's kind of exactly like what you mean. i want to close my eyes because i feel like the music's better but then i don't want to like have to face like ah my eyes don't work again mm. <laughs> um but somehow the music does feel better when you lock into that like what you're yeah, talking about yeah mm-hmm. so um we do have to keep moving. So I really wanted to know these days, what are some of your favorite artists that you're listening to, whether it's ukulele players or um, non-ukulele players? Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, anything ukulele I love listening to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I guess, um, well, if it's not, if I'm not listening to ukulele music, uh, I'm trying to think of what, what I've been listening to recently, um, I have been listening to a lot of Pink Floyd recently. To Ooh, nice! Try to, you know, try to get, kind of absorb that that vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but yeah, I always tend to, always seem to kind of go backwards. I, I like to listen to, um, um, I don't know, like. Yeah, Jacob Collier is one of my favorites. Oh, I always like nice. kind of going back to him and yeah, he's you know awesome. for inspiration. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Chris Thiele is another one of my mm. favorites. You know, of course, Bela Fleck, Edgar Meyer, um, Victor Wooten. Um, sometimes I go way back, like listen to like uh, um, like some of the old. Um, Paco and Al Di mm, stuff, awesome. or um, Carlos Montoya. Mm. I recently went back and started listening to some of uh, Segovia's old recordings. Oh, okay. You know, because he awesome. was such a pioneer, and you yeah. just you just hear the stuff that he was doing on the guitar, and back then, you know, when nobody nobody ever had any mm-hmm. any. Uh, I mean, you couldn't even imagine hearing that kind of music played on the guitar before, mm-hmm. you know, before him. So, yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, I just get a lot of inspiration from that, for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Because, I mean, well, the first thing I think of is um, you're often called the Jimi Hendrix of ukulele. Oh, but I, yeah. I feel like you're probably the Segovia. Oh, man. Oh, thanks for saying <laughs> but that. Anyway, but anyway. Um, but you know, Jimi Hendrix, uh, before he had the guitar, he, he had the ukulele. Mm-hmm. His dad gave him an ukulele first. Awesome. Yeah, before the guitar. That's so why I, I tell people. He's the Jake Shimabukuro of no, I, I, I guitar? Tell, <laughs> I tell people that um, that if his dad never got him a guitar, Jimi Hendrix would have would have been the, the world's greatest ukulele player. Oh, there we go. So. Lucky. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> oh, man. So but, that's, a, that's a lot of incredible artists. Um, do you ever watch Live From Here? Uh, no, you should I get on that so. show. Okay. Chris Thiele, uh hosts it. Not, oh, oh, not every talking, Saturday. You're, you're talking about. Wait, are you talking about Life from the, here? Um, it used to be Prairie Home Companion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the I thought it was changed. still called Prairie Home. No, Companion. it's called Life oh, from Here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I watch all you the. You should get on there all the Sunday. From that, yeah, that'd be awesome. So, so speaking of, um, you know, new names and new projects, uh, you have a new album coming out. Yes. Could you? Explain a little bit about what's yeah, um, that all about. It's coming out in October, and it's a uh, it's a uh, friends record. Okay, you know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. my first collaborative record, and um, I got to work with a lot of my favorite musicians and mm-hmm. singers and instrumentalists, and um, it was so much fun. The concept was just to go into the studio together and just jam and just record, you know, just live mm-hmm. and just kind of see what what happens and. Uh, and so, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, so it's just, uh, yeah, we just finished wrapping. I mean, the project's pretty much done. So we just got to mix it and master mm-hmm. it. But, um, yeah, a lot of lot of great singers on there. Um, you know, Willie Nelson. We did a version of Stardust. Oh, okay. uh, Michael McDonald awesome. sang this Moody Blues tune called Go Now. Bette Midler sings The Rose. Nice. Got Jack Johnson doing a Stevie Wonder song. Oh, sweet. We got John Anderson from Yes doing mm-hmm. um, a Beatles Beatles cover. So yeah, it's it, it's gonna be uh, be a lot of fun. Warren Haynes is on it. Sonny Landreth, um, Billy Strings. So I think it's gonna be a um, yeah. I can't wait to to mix it out. Mm-hmm. You know, mix it down and get it mm-hmm. mastered. So it's gonna be yeah, be a fun one. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, are you going to take any of those songs on the road with you? Um, I don't know. Well, when, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, I mean, most likely we probably won't be able to get all those singers mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, that'd be but, tough. But, you know, I'll just have, I'll, I'll ask Dave to sing some of the songs <laughs> in the voice of. No. <laughs> yeah. It definitely would be a nice treat because I, I wouldn't expect all those people to come with you. But, um, you know, wherever you do go, people yeah. know would know the songs and then. Just a surprise, you know. Yeah, that would That'd be, be awesome. cool. Okay, so last question. Uh-huh. Um, personally, I consider you and James Hill to be tied for oh, the best yeah. ukulele players in the world. Oh, um, thank you. You're constantly fighting. Um, not really fighting, obviously, but uh, you're both launching into the stratosphere with what the ukulele can do. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, uh, you have played with him once, at least. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Is there any chance of that happening? soon again whenever we're in the same area you know yeah but um yeah that was a i can't remember the name of that festival i feel like it was in canada somewhere but yeah i can't remember uh, we did billy jean and um uh some jazz the the jazz tune that he always does what's it called Mm, um um don't get around much anymore no 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 
after you're gone? Yeah, after okay. you're after yeah. you're gone. Yeah. Um, and his wife was there with him, you know, mm -hmm. so yeah, she played cello. Yeah. And, so that was really cool. Um, yeah, but I don't know, no plans. Yeah, I don't know what he's been, um, what he's been up to recently, but I, I know you just said he released a new record. And no, no, it was a Billie Jean tutorial. So he's trying to teach everybody how to do the, how to do the three parts. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so not to pressure you to, you know, go and yeah. hunt him down, but no. it's on my wish list. Yeah, so. oh, thank you very much. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. Yeah, mm. I think the world of what he does and, you know, just such a unique approach, you know, mm -hmm. to the instrument. Yeah. So, but yeah, hopefully somewhere down the line, you yeah. know, be more collaborations. And I would love to do a, like a collaborative youth thing, you know, with, um, with different players, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you've um, listened to uh, Benny Chong and mm -hmm. Abe Lagrimas. Oh, but yeah. Man, if you get with them, yeah, yeah anything yeah. you guys make, I'm sure it'll be magical. We, um, yeah, we, we often get together. Well, ben, you know, Uncle, Uncle Benny and I, mm -hmm. we always, we usually meet like once or twice a month, you know, whenever I'm back mm -hmm. home in Hawaii and we get a, we call it like an ukulele summit meeting, you mm -hmm. know, or like Brian Tolentino, you know, mm -hmm. who you had on your show, uh, Byron Yasui will come out. We've had people like Brittany, you know, mm -hmm. Brittany Paiva, Mika, um, uh, Mikaele will come out and it's just fun and we just talk music we mm -hmm. talk shop we share ideas and yeah. you know so yeah so it's it's fun Taiman is an, another one that's mm. amazing Honoka and Azita who else Herbota Jr. these mm -hmm. are all great people to listen to so um Jake, I think that's all the time we have. Okay. Thank you again for sitting with me. Is there anything else you want to say? Shout outs, whatever. Um, yeah. Peace, love, ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, everyone tuning in, you know, um, just thank you for supporting the ukulele. I just, you know, my, um, I'm, I'm just, yeah, so grateful that my mom introduced me to the instrument you know, when I was a kid and, and I just, I just love playing, and I love learning, and I love just um, love music. So, um, yeah, just happy, happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah, so. We're glad you're here too. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> So that's the show. It was awesome to catch up with Jake. He is seriously such an incredible dude. The show that him and the boys played that night was fantastic. And if you haven't heard it yet, please get yourself a copy of his new album. If you want to get in touch with me, I'd love to hear from you. Just click on the feedback link in the show notes. All other relevant links are there too. If you find value in this show, I would love your help to make it. Just like a current political candidate <laughs> in America, I am once again asking for your support, but unlike any politician, I promise to only ever bring you the best ukulele conversations that I possibly can. You can think of it like this. If you enjoyed this conversation, buy me a coffee. It keeps me awake, creative, and making pods. <laughs> so you can join the Ook Coffee Club or just leave a tip in the tip jar. And those links are also in the show notes. Thanks very much. As always, I hope you get a lot out of this. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Aloha!